0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher.
1: We're walking through the pages of the Psalms at the moment and we're looking at what they reveal to us about the nature of God and how he feels towards us, Colin. I think we're in the early part, perhaps Psalm 6 or
0: 7 today? Yes, Psalm 6. Wonderful, wonderful truth in all these psalms. Um, Let me just read the first few verses. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. Be merciful to me, O Lord, for I am faint. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are in agony. My soul is in anguish. How long, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. Now, let's just focus on what these reveal to us about God. It, 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 they reveal, these verses reveal, that God does have anger. He is a God of wrath. But as we've been seeing this week, we are saved from the wrath that we deserve because of the sacrifice of Jesus, because of the blood that was shed for us on the cross. Why, why did God send His Son? Well, what else do these verses reveal? Be merciful to me, O Lord. He's the God of mercy. And that's why His anger is tempered by mercy. He doesn't want to be angry. He doesn't want us to be objects of His wrath. He wants us to be the objects of His mercy. He wants to be merciful to us. He wants to forgive our sins. And then, O Lord, heal me, uh, David says. Uh, He is the healer. Now, this is a long time. This is a thousand years before the cross. It's a long time before Jesus bore the stripes. By which we are healed. Yet even David understood this of, of God, that he wants to be merciful and he wants to heal. And then he says uh, in verse 4, turn, O Lord, and deliver me. He's the God who delivers. Save me. He's the God who saves. Now here are four important words, mercy, healing, deliverance, salvation. He's the God who is merciful, he's the God who heals, he's the God who delivers, he's the God who saves. Now that's wonderful, isn't it? Because this is revealing the nature of the same God that Jesus Christ came to reveal. And why is he merciful? Why does he want to heal? Why does he deliver us? Why does he save us? Because of his unfailing love. And this is, this is what we have to understand about the love of God. The love of God is not like the love of man. The love of God does not depend upon emotions. It doesn't depend upon circumstances. It doesn't even depend upon the response to his love. So it doesn't matter how we feel. It doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what's going on in our lives. God's love for us never fails.
1: If we find ourselves in a situation that really is caused by our own stupidity, somebody might be listening to you and saying, well, why would God show mercy to me? But you suggested yesterday and again today, Colin, that God will lead us out of our circumstances if we call to him because he loves us.
0: Well, if his love is unfailing, it means his love never fails. It doesn't matter how much we've messed up. It doesn't matter what we've done wrong. It doesn't matter... Uh, if we've, if, if if we feel we've, we we've really gone right away from the will and purpose of God. His love remains constant, and what he does is he draws us back to himself, back to his love, back into the place of his grace and favor, back into the place where we can once again taste afresh his mercy, we can again know his healing grace in our lives, we can be delivered from whatever went wrong, and we can know that he has saved us for himself to restore us. To his will and purpose because of this love for us that never fails.
1: The verse that says, my soul is in anguish. I mean, so many people's souls are in anguish. That, that Those few words speak volumes, don't they?
0: They do. But you see, it's very easy, isn't it, when we're in times of great stress and negativity to focus upon ourselves and upon the problem and actually to feel sorry for ourselves. But um, all the time the scriptures want us to get this. David learned the truth of of getting his eyes back on God, focusing on the Lord, focusing on the truth of who he is and what he is able to do. Because, you know, you get no faith from looking at yourself. In fact, you get the very opposite of faith. The more you look at yourself, the more you consider your problems. The bigger the problems seem to be and the more uh the more it seems impossible to see the situation change but as soon as you start to focus on the lord then everything begins to look different you begin to get his perspective his focus on the situation and realize well it doesn't matter what bigger mess i'm in or even my feelings of anguish nothing fazes god nothing changes his love his love is an unfailing love and he holds me in that love,
1: and you're going to take us now to another psalm, aren't you? Yeah, we,
0: we we go on from here into um, into Psalm seven. Now, uh, I'm going to read from from verse six onward, and uh, I want you to see this this great contrast here between those who are the the uh, the objects of God's wrath and those who are the objects of His love. J- just listen to these verses. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Rise up against the rage of my enemies. Awake, my God, decree justice. Let the assembled peoples gather around you. Rule over them from on high. Let the Lord judge the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, according to my integrity, O Most High. O righteous God who searches minds and hearts, bring to an end the violence of the wicked and make the righteous secure. My shield is God Most High, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge, a God who expresses his wrath every day. If he does not relent, he will sharpen his sword. He will bend, he will bend and string his bow. He, was, he has prepared his deadly weapons. He makes ready his flaming arrows. Now, th- this is uh, this strange sort of dichotomy, really, between the God of wrath and the God of, of love. And both are true. Uh, God is certainly the, the God of love, but the reason why the cross was necessary was to actually save us from the wrath, from the judgment, from the condemnation that we deserve. And God has accomplished that salvation so that any who turn to Christ and put their faith in him and in what he did on the cross are saved out of the punishment that they deserve. And you see, what, um, what David is saying here is that the Lord rules. The Lord reigns. The Lord is the only one who actually has the right to judge because he is the only one who has never sinned. He is the one who is outside of and beyond sin. And and so he, he is pleading with God to judge righteously, to judge his people righteously. Now, to judge what is right. Now, how how do we understand that in terms of what Jesus has done for us? Well, Jesus becomes our righteousness. This is the great thing. So, God will judge us not according to our own righteousness, but according to the righteousness of Jesus that has been imputed to us, that that has been granted to us. So, you see, he judges me, he judges you, he judges every believer in, in Christ according to Christ's righteousness, not according to our righteousness. That's why there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. We don't have to live in a fearful expectation of judgment because we know we have been saved from the judgment we deserve and this this teaches us to to live every day of our lives in this wonderful revelation of the mercy and the grace of God and he is the lord from whom we cannot hide it says in verse 9 a righteous god who searches minds and hearts so he, he can search our hearts and know whether we're really trusting him and trusting in his love trusting in his grace trusting in his mercy trusting in in what he has done for us but he can also read the minds and the hearts of the wicked of those who are opposed to his ways of those who reject him of those uh who li- living lives of selfishness and sin And self centeredness and pride. Nobody can hide from him. But he will do what is just, Julia. He will always do what is just. And what is just is that he rewards the faith of those who believe in Jesus by treating us as he would treat his own son. This is the amazing revelation of his grace. This is the wonderful truth of the gospel, that Jesus can look at me in all my weakness and failure. He can know everything about me, yet he doesn't treat me as I deserve. He treats me as Jesus deserves. And so I can expect day by day the very best from him. I can lay hold of the life that Jesus had because according to the scripture, I am am a co-heir with Christ. So it isn't that God deals with me now as I deserve. He deals with me as Jesus deserves because he is my Lord. He is my Savior. He is my Master. He is the one in whom I live and move and have my being. He is the one who lives in me by the power of his Spirit. And just as this truth is truth for me, so it's truth for every believer who is listening to me at this moment. And God actually doesn't want to uh, to have to deal in wrath with anybody this is why he impresses uh, upon his disciples as the father has sent me so have I sent you go out and make my love known go out and make my cross known and this is why Jesus uh, sorry this is why Paul said I would know nothing amongst you except Jesus Christ and him crucified because that cross, takes us out of judgment into salvation, takes us out of unrighteousness into righteousness, takes us out of punishment into the great reward that we have, the same reward that the Father has given to Jesus. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.